Hey Warriors and welcome to another episode of Warrior Within. I really do hope you guys had a great week so far. It's been pretty decent though. It's been really hot this past week. Like, really hot. And then where we're going out there in Texas, <clears throat> they're actually about to break some records, which is kind of scary to see how hot it could get down there. But if you're in Texas, I hope you guys are staying cool, that you're able to keep air conditioning going, and that it's not too terrible for you guys. Anyway, so uh, things are coming through for the moving. It's been slow going in some things, but, you know, we've been going through a little bit more stuff to kind of pack up, get things ready. But everything has been so far pretty good. And I just want to thank you guys for your prayers. I want to thank all everybody who's been supporting us, you know, through financial stuff and um, even with just communicating with me. I mean, it's been really neat to meet some people uh, through the Facebook group, and I do hope that, you know, maybe someday we'll be able to meet, and whether it's in heaven, whether it's here on earth or not, but it would be great uh, to just hear your guys' testimony and what you've gone through. And if you really guys want to share your testimony, please, on the Facebook page, there's a way that you'll be able to connect to message me, and you could do it that way. Now, I am working on making a Discord, if you guys are wondering what a Discord is. Uh, go look it up. It's basically a platform that a lot, of, a lot of us gamers do use for like comms, discussions, and stuff like that. But there's been churches and groups that have been using it outside of gaming life to use it as a way to keep their congregations connected, to you know set up events and activities. To, it's kind of like a a planner meets discussion board meets forums with calm capability what i mean by comms is that like how i'm talking to you this way you and i would be able to talk through a computer tablet phone because it is an app as well and we can actually communicate for free it's not you don't have to pay money for it, it does have more options if you do uh, add to nitro which will give us more access to other things but otherwise it's pretty much just a free free system to use um, I am kind of working on one to try to set up. I, like, I'm not really good with all the bots that they do, so I may ask a friend to help with that. But it's going to be really hard to moderate if we start getting tons of guys in the group. But it could be a really neat thing for us, you know, to have like a place like that. You know, it's one of the things I'm kind of planning to use for even the church, that once we get established, to have a format for people to communicate. And I can tell you this, it's like a really easy app. It's not complicated by any means. I use it on my phone all the time. I That's how I basically communicate with a lot of friends. It's actually really neat. Anyway, so I think that one of the things I have not done yet that I think I should do, which I've been thinking about doing, but it's actually been talking about, you know, we've been talking about the armor of God here and there throughout the things, but actually going through each of the armor pieces. And a lot of times when you hear pastors, when they do it, they usually just talk about the armor pieces itself, and that's it. Um, one of the things I've been learning when I've been kind of reading over the section a lot is that, that we kind of skip verse 18. Now, if, you're, if you don't remember where that's at, it's Ephesians 6, 8, uh, excuse me, 10 through 18 are the verses. Now, majority of the time, most people stop at 17 because that's the end of the lot. That's basically the end armor piece. And I want to add 18 because there's an important part to me that I've learned out the, throughout the years that prayer has as a factor in our life. 
lot of times when we think about prayer, most of the time we do think about prayer as like, you know, think we think like a child in some sense. You know, we ask God for things. We ask God to forgive us of our sins. We ask God to clear, clear things up. We ask questions. Well, prayer has a lot of parts to it. You know, if you go and take the Lord's Prayer itself and you were to break it all down, you would notice that there's different parts to the to the design of the prayer that he's talking about. But if you also know reading in Psalms, you could learn a lot about prayer. Now, to me, prayer has parts of worship or adoration. Sometimes what people use has parts to it that it's like just you just spilling your guts out. Prayer has parts of, you know, like confession and prayer. Prayer has parts to it as a format to communicate to your God. We didn't, we didn't have this ability before Christ. At least not in the same way, because now we have the Holy Spirit because we've been given the priesthood. So we don't have to go to a priest to get our confessions heard or to get better communication to God. We don't need to go to saints either. We, we, we have each other that can pray here on earth. And then we have a direct line of connection to Jesus. Now, I know one of the things has always been if we have Joe Blow praying and then Jane Smith praying and then Tim Johnson praying and uh, Billy Bob, Joe Blow and his cousin, you know, they're all praying. Does that mean that when everybody is praying, does God hear us more? Now, the one thing I want to be clear about that, I don't think that we all, if we all are praying, that we are heard more by God because God hears us. What I think what it does is it builds up all of our faith in God. Plus, it's a format of unity, which is very important in a Christian walk. So if there is one guy praying, does not mean when two guys are praying, they have better spiritualism to God because there's two people praying. No, what it helps is it brings out more boldness the more people are praying together. It also brings out more, uh, I guess you could say, sustainability in your walk with Christ when you're praying together. So the most beautiful thing is to watch a whole church praying together as a church family, when you hear different people praying for different things and just speaking up and sharing their hearts to God, it is powerful. It doesn't mean that suddenly not everybody is more spiritual. No, it, it just it means that there is unity, which is what Paul has always been trying to tell us, that unity does matter as a church. Because we are the body of Christ. So it's beautiful. But you and I, if we go by ourselves, sit in a corner or in a closet or by, you know, laying on the couch or laying in our bed or kneeling, whatever it may be, when we're praying, it has that same avenue of power. But the thing is, remember, because because of our human hum, humanity, our humanism that we are, it is very much, I will say personally, when I'm praying by myself, it's amazing. When I'm praying with someone also who's praying with such vigor, it's even more powerful. It's not that the prayer is more powerful, but the situation is more powerful because you see the Holy Spirit kind of gets more, is, is involved in that. And you get, you get to hear their prayers and it's like gives you encouragement as you pray. 
So the thing is, is like what I see is that it's it's like a unison encouragement system when you all are praying together. And it's great to know that someone cares. Because the thing is, I think one of the most powerful things is when someone says, I just prayed for you. And I want you to know that I'm going to pray for you again today. And they're telling you that that brings encouragement to me. I don't necessarily feel their prayer onto me, like them specifically, but I do sometimes may feel more joy, may feel more God's blessing on me as a prayer, like, you know, being prayed prayed with, you know, if someone tells me that, if, it, no, it does make me feel good that someone is caring for me. You know, like today I actually got through Discord, um, one of the ladies that's a part of the gaming community, she sent me a prayer. That was probably one of, it was a very good feeling or, you know, it was very, um, it was nice to get that in the morning, waking up and having someone write out a prayer to me. And I've done that before myself. In fact, I would even encourage you to actually write a letter of prayer that you're praying for your pastor. Like it's a it's a prayer to God, but you you hand it to your pastor said this is this is my prayer that i have sent to god for you on your behalf you know that that's strong i mean if you guys have ever experienced getting a personal letter from someone there's a lot of value in that you know a lot of times we're like yeah but that's old school we got email and text but i could tell you this if you go and one of your close if you could pick somebody who's super close to you that you text all the time and actually write them a personal letter. Watch the difference. It makes a huge difference when you do that. But I can tell you this, even if it is a email type prayer to your pastor, like you just say, you know, dear Lord, I pray over my pastor. I pray for blah, blah. Like you do all that prayer and you say in the Lord, and you know, I pray in Jesus name, amen. And you sent them that email to them that's going to be a huge encouragement to them. Because this is my thing. When you go to uh, Ephesians 6, you go to 18, it says, Pray at all times in the Spirit with every prayer and request, and stay alert with all per perseverance and intercession for all the saints. So it's not just to the pastor. I bet you if you took the challenge, and that, like I would even challenge you in your church, Yet, the, if you know if you know the people, write a personal letter to each one of those people every week. Maybe do four people a week, put it in an envelope, mail it out to them. You will see a change in those people, especially if they're more open to it. But you'll see a change in your church too. I know we're guys, and it sounds so sappy, but I could tell you this: we need to be more sappy. We are too much hardcore trying to be these big tough guys trying to stand up and say, I, I don't need to be emotional. I don't need to be involved in all the blah, blah. We get, we, we want to put aside our emotions because we think that's a feminine thing. No, we were given emotion too. I'm sorry, but remember we talked about last week. I was pretty sure it was you guys that we were talking about, but David wept. He cried over the loss of his child. He did not go and suddenly just stop being emotional. He wept. Jesus wept. And we think of him as a man of all men. 
Jesus wept for his friend, even though he knew he was been risen from the dead. You see, there is power and value in a prayer. I think a lot of times we forget to do that for our families. I think one of the strongest men things that we can do as a man is get down on our knees, pray for our wives, pray for our girlfriends, pray for our kids, pray for our pastor, pray for people in our church, pray with other men. You see a man having a hard time, you go up to him and say, hey, can I let's, let's take a step out and you pray over them. Now that, that men is what a man of God should be doing. That's what a warrior should be doing. Because remember, Ephesians 6, 10 through 17 is about the armor of God. A preparation for war. Verse 11 says, put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this darkness, against evil spiritual forces in the heavens. See, we're in a battle every day. And I know I've said this before. Every day we're in a battle. And yet in verse 18, it tells us to pray at all times in the spirit. That's the Holy Spirit, guys. That means spending time in prayer. If anything, if you're struggling with like reading your Bible, you're struggling with doing a Bible study of any kind, pray. I'm not very good at praying. That's okay, That's okay if you're not good at praying. Just pray. That's why one of the things I've been saying to you guys here and there, get yourself a, a cheap notebook if you need to. If you want to go fancy and go for one of those fancy notebooks and do a prayer, prayer journal. And it could be two ways. It could just be questions you're asking God. It could be maybe a verse or two that you want, you know, once memorized, so you put it on there. It'd be like that. But one of the things I was doing when I was out in Connecticut, especially, I haven't been doing it here because it's such a mess now. You know, living here, I don't really have my own space. But I had a journal book out and I would write down a prayer. As, you know, dear Lord, this is what's going on. This is what's on my mind. This is what I'm struggling with. You know, this is what I, you know, I, I know I wasn't doing a very good job in that point. You know, I wasn't being very nice to my wife. It could be, you know, I'm seeing this, Lord. I don't understand what's going on. Can, you know, please answer me. You know, like basically you're doing what David was doing in the Psalms. Because the thing is, you're doing adorations of prayer to God. And you can even do, and I've done it before, just say, you know, like, it'd be like, dear Lord. And you just start praising his name throughout all that you're writing out. Prayer is super, super important in our battle of every day. It is vital and it should be a daily thing. I used to pray in my rides to work. I used to pray in my rides back from work. I pray before I go to bed. I pray when I wake up sometimes, you know, like specifically, or it might be just thoughts that I start asking God questions in my, my thought life talking to him. Um, I might write it out. 
sometimes throughout the day, random points, I may just stop and just pray for somebody who like comes to mind or someone sends a prayer request in our discord group for the gaming community. Um, it could also be, you know, just someone reaching out to me through discord or a text message or called me and I just pray for them. You can pray whenever you want, but it has a strong position in our walks is very 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 vital that we understand the beauty and need to have prayer be part of our lives as men too many times i have seen men struggle with prayer they really really do have this battle some reason it is uncomfortable to pray and i don't know if it's because of experience i mean i could tell you this from mine i was super shy and i didn't like talking in front of people and i did not have confidence i was bullied for many years and then even after when the bullying wasn't even that bad anymore i still struggled with my confidence because you know one i Physically, I was never the skinny, good-looking, tall guys that, you know, most girls would go after. I was, you know, I, I mean, I kind of thought I was good-looking in some sense, but I was a little overweight all the time. And now knowing that a lot of that is because of stuff I had no control over, because I didn't eat bad. My, my, my parents did not allow me to eat anything we wanted. In fact, there was times where we had no sugar in the house for long periods of time. So it wasn't the food I was eating. I was not a junkie. I did not go and grab like 12 bags of chips and just chow down on it. You know, I had decent meals. I had decent lunches. Um, most of the time, decent snacks. I mean, the most of the time, the crappy food I probably ate was probably my early 20s when I gained more freedom. You know, like I wasn't a big soda drinker. Um, I didn't eat fast food that much unless it was like with youth group events or maybe a sports event but that's about it you know my parents weren't big on fast food either they were very big on making their own food and if it was fast food it might have been like chinese food or we would go to some major restaurant for like a birthday father's day mother's day whatever it may be and that was about it so it wasn't any of that kind of stuff but you know that me having that weight wasn't very confident because i didn't look like the other guys so i get why i probably struggled a lot with being more willing to stand in front of a crowd and talk. But I do know that as I got stronger in my walk with the Lord, that the desire for prayer, speaking in front of people, got less scary the more I did it. You know, one big challenge if you struggle with it is just do it in front of your family. And if anything, if it's still scary even in front of all your kids, just do it with your wife, you and her. In the evenings before you go to bed, maybe pray together. Or maybe early in the morning before you know everything starts going crazy. Just take a moment, take 10 minutes, and you two just pray out loud to each other. Or even if she, because like my wife doesn't really like praying out loud that much either. So a lot of times I pray out loud. And the more you get more comfortable with it, the more you just stop caring what other people think. Because it's just you and God. It's not about them. It's not even about you per se. Because you have to get out of your head that... What do people think of me mindset out of you? And it gets a lot easier. Don't you guys just kind of think about that as a moment as we take a quick break? But understand that prayer 
has a vital part in our everyday life, whether we're a man or a woman, but as men, it should be priority. Because you and I are basically like the guardians or the forefronts for our families. And if we're supposed to be leaders in our church, we should be leaders in prayer. Take a quick break. I'll see you right after this. Hey, Warriors, and welcome back to the second half of the episode. And we've been talking about prayer, and we were just talking about how we're supposed to be basically the, the main headstrong peoples of our church, family, and everything about prayer. So one of the things that, you know, if we were to go to Romans 12, it states in 12 and 13, it says, Rejoice in hope, be patient in affliction, be persistent in prayer. Share with the saints in their needs, pursue hospitality. And after that, it has quite a few things that you should read after that are pretty pretty helpful of understanding the whole concept of what this means. Basically, the idea is like, you know, we should bless those that are against us, not curse them. We should rejoice with those who are rejoicing. We should weep with those who are weeping. Live in harmony with one another. It's talking about other believers, not necessarily everybody. Uh, do not be proud. Instead, associate with the humble. So don't be going hanging out with troublemakers and expecting your, your walk to be okay. Um, do not be wise in your own estimation. So don't be self-righteous. Don't be overly confident in the sense that you think you know it all. Understand that you're always going to be learning and always focus on God first. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. That's a big one today. If grateful thought to do what is honorable in everyone's eyes. If possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Now that means everybody. Okay? So the idea is, guys, that prayer helps us do all that. If you haven't caught that. But it also says share with saints and their needs. Be a man crying. Go over there and see what's going on in your church. Ask them, you know, hey, do you, do you want to pray? And people are rejoicing. Rejoice with them. See, the thing is, guys, we have kind of slipped by... We kind of allowed this kind of fall in the cracks because the culture is teaching us that we need to be more manly and then turn around and tell us, now you guys are being too manly, that you become too aggressive. So now we're both confused and we're all sitting there looking at each other and saying, what does it mean to be a man now? Well, guys, you know, scripture has stuff like this. If we are reading our and studying our Bibles, you've got this right here for one, Romans 12. You know, it starts at verse 9. This says, let, let love be without hypocrisy, detest evil, cling to what is good. Love one another deeply as brothers and sisters. Take the, take the lead in honoring one another. Do not lack diligence and zeal. Be fervent in the spirit. Serve the Lord. Do you see the connection of understanding what's going on here? You know, you spend more time with God and you spend more time at the church serving and being used, asking God to use you. 
I'm not talking about being used in the bad sense. I'm talking about being used. So, like, if you're thinking just sitting at church is enough, no, that's that's not doing anything, really. I mean, yeah, you get to praise the Lord and you get to honor him, but you're not serving. I mean, it's kind of like leaving your hand on the chair all day and never using it. Well, it's still there, but you're not using it. So make sure you find ways to serve. And even if it's just one thing, maybe a week, maybe it's, uh, maybe every other week you're doing something specific, you know, do it. I mean, a lot of people don't realize, but just saying, hey, guys, the family, this Saturday, we're going to ask, we're going to go in and we're going to clean up the church. That can do a lot for church. It's a blessing not only for you guys to do something for the church and other believers, but you're also helping your pastor and the staff and, like they would appreciate it. What about the old lady in the church who can't rake her leaves? Who's raking her leaves for her? Instead of her spending, you know, 20 bucks, 50 bucks, $100 for someone to do the, her lawn, you guys could do it for her. Sorry, just yawned. Anyway, that's the idea is like look for opportunities to do that, but also do it in prayer because the thing is, when you have a prayer life like this, you're going to start thinking about others more often. You're going to start noticing other things that you didn't notice before. Because when you stop just praying about me, 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 and my, you know, my issues, and you start doing your issues, but you also start talking about someone else's issues, and you start talking about, you know, praying for your pastor, or praying for the, the, his family, or praying for your next door neighbor, or praying for your community, you start praying for the you know, your country, you start, like you start opening up your prayer to doing a lot more than just me. And then you start learning the importance of prayer in the sense that people who hurt you, you pray for them instead of curse them. Trying to get that. Like it was really hard for what I had to go through in my last job. Now, you know, I do pray that those people will repent who are involved, but I also pray that God would deal with them as well, not curse them, but deal with them. And then there is always that hope that they will find redemption. Now, the cool part is that it allowed me to, at first, cause I was angry and I was hurt and in some ways it was justified because there was lies and deception and things that were being done and, and said that weren't true to convince people of an untruth. It allowed me to get through my hurt and pain to eventually learn to for like, well, technically I kind of, not, like not right off the bat, but I eventually did. I forgave them. And then eventually now it's like, you know, I feel bad for them. And I hope that they'll find justice in some sense. And I'm not, and, and I say find justice. I'm hoping that they find their way back to God. And if they don't know Jesus, that they know they discover Jesus. And if they do, that they learn to forgive themselves for what they did and either repent. And even if they never apologize to me, repent to God, if, if anything, because that's who they offended the most. Not me 100%, even though I did feel it. But I've learned to let that go. But you start learning and seeing how 
when you start praying over things, God starts kind of changing your heart. Because remember, we're talking about it's a battlefield. And if you've been hurt or been mistreated or you've had bad things happen, a lot of times we like to feed on that. We've talked about this. You like to feed on it because it allows us to be angry. It gives us control. It gives us some form of power. It allows us to be angry and not feel like it's a bad thing. Is what we kind of start turning. We start compromising. This is kind of interesting because in verse 18 back at Romans 12, again, it says, if possible, as far as it depends on you, the peace with everyone, right? It says, friends, do not avenge yourselves. Instead, leave room for God's wrath. Because it is written, vengeance belongs to me. I will repay, says the Lord. But if your enemy is hungry, feed them. I could tell you this. If any of those people came to me, I would feed them. I would help them, I would encourage them, but I would not be their friends. And then it says, and then it says, he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For in so doing, you will be heaping fiery coals on his head. Do not be conquered by evil, but conquer evil with good. So basically don't use evil for evil. Understand by you doing good, by treating them still with the love that Christ has given you towards them and, the compa- and uh, showing compassion for them and hoping that they find redemption. That's what's going to basically melt the heart of an enemy, but also even someone who's just hurts you wrong. But it's something quite interesting to think about. Now let's go to first Thessalonians five and we go down to verses 16 through 22. It says rejoice, always pray constantly. Give thanks in everything, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Don't stifle in the spirit. Don't despise prophecies, but test all things. Hold on to what is good. Stay away from what every kind of evil. So here's another interesting thought for you guys. A lot of times we go through a lot of crap. We have a lot of issues. We have a lot of battles. We go through a lot of things. But the one thing that we do have is God is always by our side. He's always promised that he'd be by our side. Does not mean he's going to necessarily pull us out of the problem. But the key thing is our prayer life. Do we run to God in prayer? Do we seek out prayer during hard times a lot? Sometimes I think we try to, but a lot of times we don't. And then we don't thank him for what he does do amongst that time of hardship. It's one of the hardest things when something is being taken away from you, when you're about to lose somebody, when you're about to, you know, that like this illness is just destroying everything that you've worked hard for, that, you know, you're not making as much money as you thought you were, you know, you're struggling financially like crazy, you have huge debt, the inflation is starting to wreck your family in a lot of different ways. Um, it's just there's so much things that we could think of that are just negative that we sometimes sit there and blame why why God why did you do this to me? When in truth, it's not that God did it to you. He knew it was going to happen. But you know, this world has its issues. It's cursed by sin. Jesus broke the curse enslavement of sin on us. That does not mean bad things won't happen. 
And then in those bad things, are we willing to pray without even a thought for his comfort, safety, peace, and understanding? When, when we think of peace, you know, a lot of times we always fit peace with like no war and no issues, right? But here's the thing. When we're talking about armor and battle, a lot of times you're still in the battle that you've been in. But God still gives you peace as you go through it. Do you remember? Because we're talking about the armor of God. We're still talking about that it's still a battle. So even if it is watching your parents die slowly because of an illness or cancer or you know, Alzheimer's, anything like that. You're still going to cry. You're still going to be hurt. You're still going to be sad. And you're still going to probably have to say goodbye. Does not mean God could not heal them instantaneously and suddenly it'll live even longer. But you got to understand that that peace, it's comfort in knowing who God is. And the second most important thing is that you believe or you you really do believe that your parents are saved. Because I feel so bad for so many whose parents still, even at the end of life, still deny God. And even those that have lost children at a young age and how they will never get to see them grow up. God's never left you. But the enemy, the enemy during this time wants you to be broken. The enemy wants you to think God has forsaken you, that God has left you, that God doesn't care about you. You know, he wants you to suffer. He wants you to be sad because he wants you to be miserable. You know, what kind of God is that? You know, he's, the enemy's going to do everything it can to break that bond that you have with your savior. It wants you to think that sin is the best answer. Being angry, hurt, you know, vengeful, you know, wanting what you want, don't care about what is holy, don't care about what is right. I mean, come on, guys. If you stopped and thought about it, sometimes some of the things that you do when you're upset, what do you do? When, you're, when you lost something, what do you do? Not everyone just goes, ah, you know, you know, brushes off their shoulder and continues walking. Sometimes we do things that we shouldn't be doing, right? Be honest with yourself. Take a look at how you respond in hardships. And I could name a few things that probably could stir some thought. Some of you might go and look at inappropriate pictures of women to make yourself feel better. I mean, you might go and to the bar and drink a bunch of drinks. I mean, we see that all the time on TV shows, do we not? Some of you might go do your hobbies for the weekend, get away from everybody because you don't want to deal with the pain. Might take something that was special to somebody, but because they're gone, you just throw it out because you don't want to remember. See, a lot of times when we're in a struggle, in, in the battlefield of struggling... We want to avoid the hurt and pain, but in reality, you need the hurt and pain to be able to understand the struggling. You 
know, I pray for you guys that you will understand this because it's something I've gone through and it's not easy. And sometimes it's hard to deal with and it doesn't mean the pain just magically goes away. I mean, for example, and it may be silly to some of you guys, but you know, my dog was very important to me. He was a very huge impact in my life. And when he got diagnosed with cancer and I had to watch him die over time, it was super hard. And it's been five years. And yesterday, the song that God gave me during that time, which was what helped me create the sermon I did, What If, I cried. Because I still remember that time and those moments. And it was very hard to watch, to watch him just say goodbye to me. You know, my grandmother died a few years ago. My uncle died, I think, a year and a half ago now. You know, and I didn't have very good relationships with my uncle. You know, and I didn't have the best relationship with my grandmother because, you know, we just lived so far away from her. You know, but I loved her. I don't sit there and cry every single time it's her birthday, and I don't think about her in the sense of when she died. Like, it's not that way. I do... The, the cool part is because I didn't get to see her at the end. I don't see her as I, as I got to see my dog die. Um, and then even my wife and I have gone through a lot of situations. You know, her grandfather died just before we were about to get married. And, you know, I liked that guy a lot. I, I really did. And he was a World War II veteran as well. That was hard. You know, seeing my wife, who at the time, just being sad like that. See, thing is, guys, is that there's going to be struggles. We're going to have hardships. We're going to have times where it feels like everything is collapsing around us. And it does not mean that we're going to stay there. It doesn't mean that God can't bless us at the end of everything. You know, because like our situation past, you know, the 10 years before what God has been blessing us the last few years, um, you know, it was hard. There was times where I felt like I wasn't good enough to be her husband. I really just, I, I, I felt like, you know, she could find someone way better who's more secure, doesn't have all this stuff just happening constantly with the job situation. And then there was times where I just felt like, you know, maybe I did make a mistake. Maybe I was never supposed to be in ministry. Maybe I'm bad at it. And maybe it's just a pipe dream that I was just thinking, you know, this is what I want. It's not what God wanted. But at the end of all this, you know, I started to see how things are starting to come together, even though it took this long to get there, that God had a plan and a purpose and a timing. Now, here's the, th the key thing about prayer through struggling prayer through struggling doesn't mean that God's going to answer your prayer right away there is always going to be his timing that's involved now just because you know you've been in this job for the last year and it's a nightmare and you're just you're trying to find another job it does not mean God has that open door yet it could be a couple years before you leave or it could be the next week Oh, you know, but I've been in this situation financially for 10 years and it doesn't look like any answer's coming. It does not mean there's not an answer. 
does not mean God could not pull you out of it. But then again, you also got to be willing to be okay where you're at. Maybe the job that you hate the most is where God needs you the most to be because you're the only one's going to be able to reach the people in that situation. See, there's always a time and purpose for what God does. And by no means am I saying that you pray that God will give you, get you in a better financial situation because it may not happen. Then again, it could. But the big thing is, do you seek God out for all these moments or do you just seek out for what you think is the right answer this is why prayer is so important as basically to me the first armor piece of God if anything that you need to work on I think your prayer life should be the one area to really really work on because as God teaches you and does amazing things for you spiritually speaking you will see a change in you and as you see a change in you you'll start seeing things around you that are different start seeing people differently start seeing situations differently this is my call for you guys for this week get yourself a prayer journal an actual book to write out a prayer every day every few days however it may be second thing is reflect on when you're at hard times, where do you go and what do you do? And instead of going and running to those, take a time and pray, pray about it. And then thirdly, figure out how to make prayer more of a priority in your life. Okay, that's, that's my challenge for you guys. Well, I hope you guys have a great week. Let's, we're going to do a quick prayer, but remember these three challenges and, and try to do at least one of them. I would say do all three, but if you can at least do one of them, that's all good. So let's pray. Dearly Father, thank you for this time. I ask that you bless these men, even women that are listening to this podcast, that you would help them through this process of understanding the first part of the armor of God. Prayer, to me, is the one piece of armor that we kind of forget about because it's not an actual physical piece that we're putting on, but it's an actual physical action that we should be doing. One of my favorite pictures is seeing a soldier with a sword and shield kneeling down on his knees, and the enemy is thinking, I got you, but then as he stands up, he says, Amen, because the idea is that prayer is first. Because the enemy knows if you, if we are not praying to you, Lord, then we're already at a weak state. So I pray, Lord, that you just move us and pray more often. I pray this in Jesus' name. Guys, I hope you have a blessed week this week and really, really take on these challenges and think about it. And I will see you next time. And God bless.